Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey everyone. Before I get started, I want to give a warning for sexual abuse for the first story. It doesn't go into great detail, but it is hinted. All that being said, let's begin. When I was 15, my high school teacher tried to make a pass at me. I'm also a male. My school was a normal one, and I was a regular kid. Not popular, not top of the hierarchy. Known for being smart, but never labeled as a nerd for it. We had a teacher who I'll refer to as Malcolm. Malcolm was in his 40s, I think. He was tall with a brown shaven beard, and he always wore blue tops. For privacy, I won't say what lessons he taught, but I had him for my class. Malcolm was strict and grumpy, but no one dared defy him. He wasn't a popular teacher, but everyone respected him due to his quiet air of authority. He had a you-better-not-mess-with-me kind of vibe. I sat in the second row closest to the front. I only had one friend in his class, but I was ultimately friendly with most of the class. It was winter, and we had to do an assessment in preparation for exams approaching in the coming year. He never acted strangely around me, until he had made his pass at me. He asked me and another guy to stay behind to talk about our work. I didn't think anything of it. Although, looking back, it was weird that he wouldn't talk to us privately. Most teachers in my experience don't discuss your work with other pupils. Anyway, though, he sent the other guy away after talking to him, then started on me. What he said is overshadowed by the memory of what came next. He was talking to me about his expectations for next year, when I suddenly felt his hand move to rest on my butt. I jerked away from him, utterly baffled. I saw him move his hand, but you don't expect someone to do that. I thought he was about to turn a page or something. He was sitting on his chair, and I was behind the desk with him. I stared at him, and he stared back at me. His eyes looked angry but only for a second before he then laughed. It was weird because Malcolm seemed like the type of dude who was incapable of laughter, but he told me he was sorry for nudging me, that it was an accident. I decided to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I felt uneasy. It definitely was not a nudge. He gestured for me to come back towards him, but I looked at the clock and said something about having to go soon. It was lunchtime now, so I wanted to get to my mates, and like I said, I felt uneasy. Malcolm then told me that it would only take another minute to show me something, so I reluctantly went near him again. He just continued as if nothing had happened, before he again moved his hand. This time he tried to grab my crotch, but I was way too quick for him and darted backwards. I shouted at him to fuck off, 
and his face went scarlet. He looked incredibly nervous, and he told me I needed to calm down. I then ran out of the classroom and flew down the corridor. It didn't take long to bump into another teacher. I told him what had just happened, and he looked horrified. He told me to come with him right away and led me to the headmistress's office. She was in there eating lunch with some other senior teachers, and I was then made to wait outside. The teacher went in and said he needed a private word, so the other teachers were shuffled out. They were in there for like 15 minutes before I was called in. The teacher left me with the headmistress, and she looked solemn. She told me she was contacting my parents and told me everything would be okay. She asked me to tell her exactly what happened with Malcolm, so I did. She listened, and I could see the disgust on her face. It was all just so surreal. My parents were furious, and they demanded Malcolm be thrown in jail right then and there. Unfortunately, though, the headmistress told them that an investigation had to be conducted first, and the police were then contacted too. She asked me if I was absolutely sure I was telling the truth, which honestly pissed me off. Our high school had CCTV in the corridors, so I was on video running out of Malcolm's classroom. Malcolm was caught. Turns out he fled the school and went back to his house. I really don't know what the hell he expected. It came out that he had apparently assaulted multiple students over a 12-year period. Boys and girls. He casually targeted the quieter kids, and I guess he mistook me for one since I only had one friend in his class, or maybe he wanted to take up the stakes and target a kid he knew would possibly shout at him. I'll never know, and honestly, I don't want to know. Everyone in my school found out, although I really tried my best to deny what happened. Some people were really dicks about it. I'm not homophobic, but people had called me gay like it was an insult. Some of my so-called mates even distanced themselves from me. Some people thought it wasn't a big deal, and some people thought I was full of shit. In the end, only three out of six of my best mates actually stood by me. People I was friendly with just distanced themselves or tried to show support subtly. Malcolm was dismissed from the school and other students then came forward. I wasn't even his youngest target. He targeted first years, which are aged between 11 and 12 in my country. It made me feel sick. What his other victims endured at his hands were a million times worse than what he did to me. I became withdrawn and angry. I felt really embarrassed and everyone knowing what happened didn't help matters. My parents let me move schools and I had to move to one that was a 40 minute car ride away. I couldn't go to the other local one because just everyone knew there too. At first, I refused to be involved in the court situation. The person who got me to change my mind was my dad. He took me out fishing one weekend and I ended up opening up to him. He told me that I had to stop feeling so embarrassed and that I needed to help put this bastard away. He told me that it wasn't my fault and that he would always be proud to have me as a son. I don't know. Hearing all that from my dad meant everything to me. I felt like I had a stain threaded into my skin since the incident. Hearing my dad tell me that he still loved me and was proud of me just made me realize maybe it wasn't my fault after all. 
I was afraid as hell when D-Day arrived, but I hid it. I'm too paranoid to share Malcolm's sentence in case someone Googles and figures it out, but he got a decent one. Not long enough where he'll be rotting in there forever, but long enough to where I can actually sleep at night. He might be dead before he's eligible to get out. I've actually stayed in touch with some of his other victims. Some just wanted to disappear after it all, and I get it. But for those of us still in touch, we still talk every once in a while, and we always wish one another well whenever it's a holiday or a birthday. We share our biggest milestones as they come. One of the other guys he assaulted told me if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't be where we are now. But in my eyes, all of his victims are far braver than I ever was. Malcolm destroyed so many lives over the years, but he'll never destroy our futures. All I have to say to him now is exactly what I said when I was 15. Fuck off. For context, I'm currently a 22-year-old female living in the United States, but I didn't attend elementary school here. This happened when I was about 8 or 9 years old, and I don't remember the exact details as I was very young, but I'll try my best. In the country I grew up in, going for supplementary after-school classes is completely normal and expected, to a certain extent. I started attending an after-school tutoring center for a specific subject that's not really relevant recommended by my aunt, and apart from what happened in the story, it was a great experience, as I met people that I'm still friends with to this day, despite living thousands of miles away. Anyway... I have another friend who we'll call Courtney for the sake of the story, who I did basically all my extracurricular activities with ever since I was about four years old, like gymnastics, art, and dance, and that also included our supplementary academic classes as well. So Courtney and I started to attend this class together, and we were placed in the same class, which we were very excited about. The teacher for this class was a man probably in his either mid-twenties or mid-thirties, but I'm not 100% sure, as when you're that young, it's hard to gauge the age ranges of adults. Either way, he was definitely too old to be doing what he did. Everything started off relatively normal in the class, until I noticed him staring at me quite a lot, as well as making weird comments like how pretty I was or how great of a girl I was. I was young enough that these comments didn't really bother me, but also old enough to know that it was slightly weird. I think this went on for a couple of months without me saying anything about it. After a while, we found out that our teacher was moving back to his home country to get married, either through him telling us or the center letting us know as we would have to switch teachers. The comments had still been going on, but there was one specific comment that has always stuck with me. We were in class one day, and the topic of his fiance came up, and he said something like, If you were older, I would marry you instead. Even as an eight or nine year old, I understood the concept of marriage, and I knew it was something that adults did, and that made me feel really weird because, well to me, I was a kid and he was an adult. How could we get married? He also really grossed me out, even then. So in my head, I was just like, gross. I wouldn't want to marry you, but I don't remember saying anything back. I probably just laughed it off. 
When my mom came to pick me up that day, I told her what he said, and she was obviously very disgusted, and she told my dad and grandfather about it, and of course, they were livid. My grandfather told my mom to immediately take me out of this class and be placed in one with a different teacher. I, being eight or nine, was upset because I didn't want to leave my friends, but I eventually got over it as they would transfer to my class once the teacher moved back home. My mom was really good friends with Courtney's mom and later found out that the teacher was still making comments about me to Courtney and saying other weird things like, I miss her. I really wish she could be my wife. Because Courtney would tell her mom who would tell my mom. Now, he never physically did anything to me, which I'm extremely grateful for. But I really think about this sometimes and wonder how it's impacted my views on men and relationships. Regardless, thank you all for listening to my story. I know that it wasn't the scariest, but parents, always check in on your kids as I consider myself lucky for having that gut feeling that I should tell my mom. But there's a very high chance I never would have mentioned anything if that marriage comment was never made. So please everyone, talk to your children and make sure that nothing like this ever happens to them. I'm a female from the UK. My high school made us take a foreign language class, and I chose French. I really enjoyed it, and I took it all throughout school. When I was 15, I had gotten a teacher who I'll refer to as Mr. M. Mr. M had been at the school as long as I had been there. This was just my first time having him as a teacher. He seemed completely normal, and he wasn't inappropriate with students or anything at least from what I saw. Well, one day when I was in a science class, a girl had told us that she knew why Mr. M and his wife were divorcing. Everyone in school knew about his divorce, and he had confirmed it to some students once, but never went into it. I wasn't prepared for what I heard at all. The girl told us that Mr. M had married one of his students as soon as she turned 18, like literally the month she turned 18. And now that she was 20, their marriage was over. We were all shocked, but not everyone believed it, and a lot of people thought it was a bullshit rumor. Some of us said it was creepy, and others tried to defend it by saying, well, at least he waited until she was 18. The thing is, though, I highly doubt he wasn't doing something with her when she was under 18. And still, it was so gross and messed up. He was her teacher and he was like 50-something. He was balding from a long-receded hairline and all. No offense. Well, anyways, that story really made me see Mr. Rim completely differently. The rumor spread around school, and eventually someone was actually brazen enough to straight up ask Mr. Rim if his soon-to-be ex-wife was really a student. He actually confirmed it to the class, telling everyone that they connected when she graduated and fell in love. This was such bullshit, because apparently they'd gotten married the month she turned 18. And well, when this was brought up, he refused to continue the conversation, saying that it wasn't appropriate. Someone at the school brought it up with other teachers, and they said pretty much the same thing. That it was none of our business and to stop talking about Mr. Rim's private business. It's just really creepy to me. It's really unnerving to discover that a teacher I had was married to a student literally as soon as she turned 18. 
I really highly doubt nothing was going on until she graduated. And even if that were true, it's weird because he was in his mid-50s during the divorce. So he was more than twice her age. And again, I think it's pretty likely that they were in a relationship when she was still a kid and a student. It's so sick how teachers get away with that. And it made the classes with him utterly unbearable. And he gave me the creeps. But it taught me how predators don't always seem like predators. Many of them are our teachers. And sometimes you'd never know the sordid secrets they conceal behind a mask of professionalism and friendliness. It's absolutely chilling. I was either in 4th or 5th grade when this story took place. Just for some backstory, I was a very shy and quiet girl at the time, and I didn't have many friends. I was basically a bit of a loner. Anyway, I had music class with this one teacher. I don't remember his actual name, so for the sake of this story, I'll just call him Mr. Martin. Now, Mr. Martin was known as an overall nice teacher, but with a bit of a temper. It seemed that the smallest things would set him off. If a student of his was late or interrupted him, he would literally shout at them at the top of his lungs. He would go really angry that when he would shout, spit would be flying out of his mouth and his face would get bright red. All of the kids would get terrified, but within a matter of minutes, he would go from this scary red-faced maniac to a regular smiling teacher, acting as if nothing had happened. Before I tell you what happened to me, I want to give you a small layout of the school, as I think it's important for the story. The music classroom was not a direct part of the school. There was a little hallway that connected from the main body of the school to the music room. The closest classrooms to the music room was at least 40 to 50 feet away. This classroom belonged to another teacher that I didn't like, Miss Webb. Now, Miss Webb was not a nice teacher at all. Everyone seemed to not like her. If I would ask her for help on an assignment, she would sneer at me and tell me to figure it out and refuse to help me any further. Miss Webb also plays a part of the story. Anyway, one day I was in music class with Mr. Martin and we were learning the keyboard. I remember that we were playing the song Old MacDonald and I was actually pretty proud of myself as I was not messing up. At one point the entire class was playing the song without anyone making any mistakes and Mr. Martin was actually ecstatic. Then once we were done with the song, he was so happy he shouted, Great job, everyone. Let's do it one more time. We all started from the top, and about halfway through the song, I made a mistake. I tried to correct myself, but the rest of the class had continued, and when I had tried to join them, I played the wrong keys and just made it worse. Other kids then started playing the wrong keys as well, and the song was ruined. Mr. Martin then shouted, Enough! Stop it! And everyone stopped playing right away. He stomped toward me, and he forced me out of the classroom into the hallway away from the music room. He then whisper shouted at me, Why did you have to mess up like that? What were you thinking? You ruined everything! He had pinned me against the wall, and I had started to cry and apologize, which only seemed to make him even more angry. He then grabbed my throat and began to squeeze so I could barely breathe. I began kicking and trying to scream so someone would hear me. I don't remember making any sound, 
but I guess it was loud enough for Miss Webb to come bursting out of her room, only to find Mr. Martin's hand around my throat. He let go of me instantly, and Miss Webb ran to me asking if I was okay. I don't remember much after that. I just remember Miss Webb grabbing a chair for me to sit on while her and Mr. Martin talked about what happened. They talked for what seemed like a long time until the bell rang. Mr. Martin came up to me and gave me my backpack, and I went to my next class. I think I had suppressed this memory, and I only told my parents about it months later. They didn't believe me. They were probably thinking I was just making an excuse to avoid school, but I knew the truth. Since they didn't believe me, the school was never told, and nothing ever happened to Mr. Martin. It wasn't until years later that I realized Miss Webb and Mr. Martin had probably promised each other that they would just keep this a secret between them, which now makes sense as to why he was never caught. Miss Webb had covered for him instead of ensuring the safety of the students at the school. I know this isn't a very good ending, but this is pretty much where my story ends. Sometimes I wish I could go back and tell the principal, or that I had told my parents earlier so they would be forced to take some action. Maybe it could have prevented another student getting hurt like I was. Even now, I sometimes think about searching for Miss Webb and asking her about it. I don't really know what good that would even do, though. Maybe it would just give me some closure. I don't know. But you can bet that if my kids told me something like this, I would raise hell. Hey, everyone. That's about it for today's stories. If you have your own story that you would like to send, you can send it in at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I look forward to telling your story. Have a good night or good day, everyone. And remember, to always.